Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. So a few months ago, I filmed this Facebook Live on really taking responsibility for your side of the failure of the marriage. Now, a lot of guys really struggle with that because they don't either want to take responsibility or they really don't understand what they did to contribute to the failure of the marriage. Look, look, when we've been hurt, it's easy to look at the other person and begin to blame them for everything that's wrong with the marriage. Not only is that unhealthy, but it keeps you stuck in a limited mindset. So this is important. This video, this podcast, this episode is important because I'm going to give you a healthy perspective so you can start the healing process in your marriage and in your own heart. All right, guys, it's Friday. I love Fridays. I like every day, really. Fridays, they're fun, though, for guys like me. Not because I'm like, oh, it's the weekend. Well, kind of it is, I guess. But there's just something final about Fridays. I remember as a kid doing Fun Friday. That was, you know, in school where it was like, you know, you get a little break at the end of the day and watch a movie or something and get popcorn and soda. I don't think they allow that in schools anymore because, well, you know, soda's bad for you and stuff and it makes kids overweight. But anyways, I'm happy it's Friday. Today, I'm going to be talking about the top three ways to take responsibility, or as I call it, owning your own shit. This was a request from a group member. He said, hey, we talk a lot about communication and boundaries. He's like, would be great if we talked about responsibility. So today, I'm going to be talking about three different ways to take responsibility in your marriage, really in your life, but definitely in your marriage. And this is where we're going to focus today. Now, I want to say that this is where a lot of our guys are when they're about midway through our program. This is where we take them. The reason we wait midway through the program is because we want to teach you how to communicate and set boundaries before you jump into the responsibility. A lot of guys have no problem owning their mistakes or at least admitting to their mistakes, but they struggle with owning their mistakes. There's a huge difference. So let's talk about that. Anybody can say, I did this wrong. I did that wrong. I did this wrong. I did that wrong. What is hard, what is really hard for a guy to do is to become empathetic and understand not just why it was wrong, but the effect that it had on the wife. Now think about this for a second. You know, if you hurt somebody's feelings, in essence, you didn't just commit a sin against them. You didn't just offend them. You hurt them. And so they feel a feeling inside of them. And so in order for you to properly, properly actually own your mistake, you must be able to empathize with that mistake. This is extremely important because if you're going to be a man of character, if you're going to be an empowered man, empowered men know how to own their shit. They know how to take responsibility for their actions. And they not just admit their faults and just confess their faults, but they own it with the person. And when I say own it with them, what I mean is they go, hey, I was wrong. And that must have made you feel like this. And when you felt like this, it probably did this to our relationship. So as you can see, when we own our faults, when we own the things that we do, it's not just about confession. 
because confession is like bare minimum. You know, it's, it's almost like you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, right? Or if you're a guy who cheated on your wife and she catches you cheating and you're like, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I did that. Or you got caught looking at porn or something. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I did that. Like that was, I shouldn't have done that. Right. And, and like, so we apologize from this perspective that really has nothing to do with the other person. It's about us. And it's about the fact that we got caught. So with responsibility and ownership, what we are talking about is not the idea that we got caught. It's not the idea that we fucked up. It's the idea of what it did to that person. And why is that important, Mark? Great question. Glad you asked. The reason it's important is because the only way we can build trust, the only way we can have any type of relationship with this person is by not to just admit we messed up, but to also help them feel heard and understood in our messing up. I'll say that again. The only way for us to have a forward-moving relationship with this person, regardless if you're able to save the marriage or not, is for them to feel heard and understood in our messing up. That's huge. It's extremely important because as you own your mistakes, as you own those things, there should be a deep empathy that rises from you that says, oh my fucking goodness, I cannot believe I treated my wife this way. I cannot believe that I treated my children this way. I cannot believe I treated myself this way, that I would act in such a way that I would say such a thing that would make someone feel horrible, that would make them feel devalued, that would make them feel like they are not important because that is what my action did. So as you can see, taking ownership and responsibility is way deeper, is way deeper than just saying, I'm sorry, I fucked up because that doesn't cut it. That is not what builds the connection that you need with your wife. So here's the thing. Number one, number one way to take responsibility is this. How did you fail to maintain trust in your marriage? How did you fail to maintain trust in your marriage? See, trust is built over time. And what happens is you don't just, you don't just cheat on your wife. You don't just like go to a baseball game and, and, and she feels like, oh my God, you know, you, you did what I didn't want you to do, so therefore I don't trust you anymore and I hate your guts. No, trust is eroded over time, just like it's built. It's not built in one day. It's not built with a grand gesture. It's built over time. That's why those of you who are trying these big grand gestures, getting her roses, saying I love you, all this stuff, trying to win her back does not work because you have eroded trust over time. So therefore to build back trust, it takes time. You have to build it. One of my favorite authors, book I've been going through right now, I can't remember the actual, it's like Leading Greatly. It's by Brene Brown and it's on leadership and it's phenomenal. You should get it. I think it's How to Lead Greatly or something. And she talks about trust and vulnerability and it's huge. It's amazing how trust is built, but also how easily it can start to be eroded and you can lose it. Lordy knows what she heard from me or what her perspective was over the years, wearing her down one comment at a time. Oh, exactly, Brett. And you get this. You're right in that spot right now in the program because this is, this is what we're dealing with with you, right? It's like over time, we start to actually uh, devalue her. We make comments. We say things. We do things that are against her. You know, I, I heard a story about a woman who you know, was kind of in a similar situation with a lot of you where you were maybe this type of husband and... You know, she had this husband and 
they already kind of had some not great communication. Emotionally, he wasn't that mature. So a lot, like a lot of us, right? He didn't quite understand her heart. He didn't understand, you know, who she was and all of those things. And so she asked him to not do something. And basically he was getting involved with a business of some sort. She didn't agree with it, didn't trust it. And to be honest, his track history had not built trust. So therefore she's like, hey, don't do this. I don't think this is a good option for you. So it wasn't that she didn't want him to do the business. And this is where most guys get wrong. They think, oh, she doesn't want me to do the thing. No, it's because you hadn't built a track record of trust. And so therefore he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go do what I'm going to do. And he went and did the thing. And guess what? She said, I'm done. She's like, if you go, we are done. And he went and did the thing and came back and was like, why are you divorcing me? Why do you want out of this marriage? And now blames her still to this day saying, you shouldn't have left me. You know, this wasn't bad. All these things because he wasn't thinking about the trust. He couldn't own his own shit. It's super important to maintain trust over the life of a marriage. So be thinking about how have I failed to maintain trust over the life of my marriage? So Moises, what if the roles were changed and cheated on me and now I don't trust her because I caught her in lies? Hey, look, great question because a lot of guys are in here and their wives cheated on them. So it doesn't matter who cheated. The fact of the matter is you can only own your side of the equation. So that leads me to number two, which is how did you fail to emotionally connect with her? How did you fail to emotionally connect with her? So number one, we're looking at how you failed to maintain trust. But number two, we're looking at how did you fail to maintain emotional connection? So Moises, I don't know your life. I wasn't there. And I would never blame you for what happened, okay? I don't believe in saying it's the man's fault she cheated. What I do say is the man has a responsibility to his wife to love, to trust, to honor, to connect with her. So you can't blame yourself for what she did. What you can do is take responsibility for what you created and what you allowed. Huge difference. We do not look at blame. I would not blame you for anything. Even if you were the one cheating on her and, and being a bad husband and all these things, I would not blame you for making her violate her own vows. That is her choice. No one can make anyone violate their own vows. They can be a cause. They can have responsibility, but it's not their fault. So Moises, it's not your fault that she made that choice. What is your responsibility? Notice how my language changes. I'm not saying it's your fault for anything. What I am saying is that you have a responsibility, and that is to ask yourself, how did I fail to maintain trust? Not just in going out and sleeping with someone, but how many times did she ask you to take out the garbage? How many times did she want to talk with you about what was going on in work? And you're like, oh, you know what you should do? You should do this. And you go into fix-it mode. How many times did you try to fix her instead of actually emotionally connect with her? How many times did, did she need you to do something or be there for her, but you weren't there for her? And I don't care who you are. I don't care how great of a husband, most amazing, perfect guy. There is not one man in this world that is absolutely 100% perfect and has always owned the responsibility, has always shown up for his wife. It's impossible. None of us can do it. But the fact of the matter is over time, we develop bad patterns, bad habits that lead us down that path. And so that, that is why you must break the habit now. Hopefully you're still in the marriage. Hopefully you still have a chance at getting her back. But if you don't, for your future sake, 
You've got to break the boundary. You've got to break the, the pattern and, and create new boundaries and create new ways of moving forward. So number one, we said was how you failed to maintain trust. Number two, we said fail to emotionally connect. So whenever she wanted to connect with you and you're playing video games or she wanted to connect with you and you're watching sports or she wanted to, you know, go to have coffee with you and you want to be on your fucking phone, right? That's bullshit, man. It's bullshit. We do that stuff because we are afraid of fucking connecting. We're afraid of what's happening inside of us. We feel deep shame. We don't know how to confront these issues. We don't know how to talk to her about this stuff. We don't know how to be uh, uh, vulnerable with her. We, we have no idea how to do those things. So it's your responsibility to learn how to become that kind of man. That is an empowered man, gentlemen. An empowered man who's not afraid of his emotions, who's not afraid to feel what he feels, and he articulates. That's one of the primary principles. He learns to articulate his big boy needs because he has them. Every man has them. I have needs. You have needs. I don't care who you are. Fucking Donald Trump. I don't care who you are. You've got needs. Every man has needs. And that doesn't mean that we go to her to become happy, but we do communicate with her and say, hey, babe, I got needs. I got these needs and I want to express them to you. Is it okay? See, here's the thing is a lot of us don't know how to communicate. So therefore, when we go to her, we just, we just, blah, we just word vomit. And so then what happens is she feels defensive Oh, you're saying I don't give you enough sex. Oh, but what about the blowjob I just gave you last night? Was that enough? Was that not enough? And she gets all attitude and all this shit. And you're like, fuck that, you know, like, so then we shut down and we say, no, I can't do this. It's too hard. I can't communicate because our brains aren't wired that way as men. Our, our brains are wired to go, ruh, 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 ruh. like we're grunters. We're not communicators. We don't know how to articulate. We don't know how to say, babe, this is what I'm feeling in my heart. We don't know how to slow down and take breaths. Say, I love you, but these things are hurting my feelings. Can we talk about them? Oh, babe, I didn't know you were in pain. Women love that shit. When a man can talk to her heart to heart, they love that shit. Most of you could avoid 95% of what you're going through if you actually learned to fucking communicate. And then when you communicate with a boundary and you take responsibility, we call that dropping a power triangle. That's exactly what you must do if you actually want to change your situation. Moises said, wow, that's true that I never did that. I always tried to fix her problems. Oh yeah, dude. Fixing a woman's problem is the worst fucking thing you can do. It's the worst. It is the absolute worst. Women hate it. Hate it when you try to fix it, especially without permission. Permission is everything because all you're doing is basically saying, I'm a big savior. I'm going to come save my woman in distress. And she's like, fuck you. I don't need a savior. And the women that do, guess what? You create this codependent pattern. So what happens is if you're a savior type guy, I should do the training on the drama triangle. Uh, if you're a savior or rescuer type guy, you're going to be looking for that victim type girl and, and, and what happens is she plays the victim, but she also plays the persecutor. And that means she gets on you about shit. And so you become the victim. And then she plays the victim and you play the savior. And you got to save her from everything, all this stuff. 
Moise said, I'd try to talk to her, but she'd always shut me down. I would ask her if we can vent to each other. Yeah, venting to each other is not healthy either, right? It's not about venting to each other. It takes two people to strongly communicate. I'm not going to say you could do it all on your own. You can't, but you can definitely come at it from a different angle. I can guarantee if we got on the phone and we talked about how you communicate with her, I can guarantee 99% of the time I will find the shit that you're saying. I look at text messages all day and I can tell you the stuff that we see is crazy. Uh, where you think that you're like expressing feelings and emotions. And I'm like, bro, do you see how you're making her defensive right now? So small tweaks, small changes can actually change the way she receives what you're saying because communication is two way. Just because I'm talking to you guys over FaceTime and nobody's actually talking back to me, there's a certain level of communication and response that I'm looking for in it. And, and it's not just one way. Uh, there is two way. It's always two way. Okay, so number three, failed to create a safe environment. Perfect, perfect based on what we were just talking about here. The fact that you failed to create a safe environment is huge, huge. Because when a woman does not feel like she can come to her man and say, honey, I am really struggling right now. I, I'm going through stuff at work and I want to just be able to, to vent. I just want to be able to talk. I just want to be able to share what's going on. And you're like, oh, you know what you should do? You should do this. You should do that. Why don't you just quit that fucking job? Don't you hate those people anyways? Babe, why don't you just change this thing? Why don't you just stop doing that? Stop being friends with that girl. She talks trash about you. All these things, blah, 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 blah. Always trying to fix stuff instead of just being a safe place. Love it. One of my clients, Andrew, he's a, he's a gym guy. He's a strong guy. Runs, runs companies, runs, uh, runs franchises. And, and we were talking about this idea with his wife because like, he's so quick, right? He's like, man, I ain't got a whole lot of time in my day. So I'm sitting down with her and she starts telling me this shit. It's like, I just want to automatically fix it. And I'm like, bro, you can't just fix it. So I told him, I was like, you know what you should do? Go watch Real Housewives. Go watch that show. All of you need to go watch Real Housewives. And you go watch one of the ones where, where one girl is venting to the other girl and just watch the other girl's face and watch what she says to her. You just, just watch two women talk about their problems. This is what'll happen. Girl one will be like, man, girl, I'm telling you what, like that man be tripping. Like he just don't know what the fuck is happening. Like I be trying to tell him I love him and all this shit. And he just, he just wants to go play video games. And the other girl go, girl, I know you're so right. That's tough. That's terrible. That man, he shouldn't be treating you like that. You know what that is? It's called fucking empathetic listening because women know how to listen to each other. They know how to look at each other in the eyes and go, oh, what you're going through is tough. Babe, that's tough. Man, I can't imagine what that feels like. They're not trying to fix the shit at all. Go watch one of them. Now, some of it's dysfunctional and it is scripted. And so they do try to fix some things. But most women are not sitting around trying to fix each other's issues. They're talking about their issues. They talk about the problems. And guys are like, fuck talking about the problems. Let's fix the shit. Now, I'm not saying you don't ever offer advice. But what I'm saying is you do it in a healthy way. So if you want to offer advice, ask permission, right? Ask permission. Just be like, babe, that's terrible. I'm so sorry you're going through that. Like, just practice that. Say it to yourself right now. Babe, that's terrible. I'm so sorry we're going through that. That's really tough. Honey, how can I be here for you? What can I, how can I be there for you? Is there anything you need from me? Right? All those are helping type questions. They're not saving questions. The saving questions is, well, what are you going to do about it? 
that sucks, but what are you going to do about it? That's a saving type question. So then when you say, I've got an idea or something of that nature, you let her vent, you let her express, you let her do those things. And then you go, honey, it sounds like you've had a really hard time. Would you be open to some suggestions or would you just rather me listen? That's one way of doing it. I've done that before and it works. I do that all the time. If I feel like I've got a suggestion for my girl and she's in a, in a rut and she's like basically complaining to me, I'll hear her. I'll hear her. She'll feel heard. She'll feel understood. So I don't offer anything until I feel heard. She feels heard and understood. And I validate her. Do you feel heard? Do you feel like I get you? Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Yeah, I do. Okay. I have some, I have some thoughts on that. Would you like me to share them with you? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Well, is it possible this? And then I ask questions. See, instead of just going right into advice mode, right? Instead of just going right into fix it mode, you just, you just start looking at things from this idea that this isn't about you, this is about her in that situation. So to recap, guys, taking responsibility for yourself, taking responsibility for your actions, regardless of what she did, is a powerful leadership tool. It leads to power in the relationship shift, okay? It's a dynamic shift because now you're the one who's owning you regardless of what she does. And you're not passing any judgment onto her. You're not putting anything onto her. And you're just focusing on your side of the equation. You're making it not about her and about what she did wrong. You're making it about you and you're going internal and you're saying, okay, here are the things that I need to work on. Guys, that's why Empowered Man exists is to get men out of their, get their heads out of their asses so they can start looking at what they need to do within themselves. A lot of times guys come in here and they're freaking out, flipping out, going, holy shit, my life's in a, a tailspin. I was just talking to a guy a second ago. He's got to move out of his house and craziness, craziness, just dysfunction. And I'm like, bro, that sucks. It's horrible right now with what you're going through. So now as you move out of that situation, what, what are you going to do next? Who are you going to become? What is, what is the next thing? Because sometimes we get so myopic and we get so focused on now we're not seeing that we've got to become empowered men for the future. This isn't about, that's why I say this is not about saving your marriage. This is about becoming an empowered man so that if your wife decides she's interested in coming back, she comes back to a man who's even greater than he was before. And if she doesn't decide to come back, you are good with yourself. You are locked into yourself in a way that you never have before. And you truly unlock the man that has been hiding like a little boy ashamed inside and who has not been fighting for himself, who has not been fighting for even other men. Guys, this is, this is exponential. This isn't even about your marriage. Your marriage is like a, a, a little small smidgen of who you are. Your identity as a man is greater than the woman you have married. It is greater than you as a, as a father. It is greater than that. There is an impact that you've been designed for to make in this world. Some of it's marriage. Some of it's fathering, some of it's business. There's, there's so many aspects to who you are. Some of it could be art and creativity. Some of it could be education and, 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 and teaching the world things. There are things in this world that you were designed for that the world needs you to do. Literally, the, the whole world is waiting for little boys to grow up and become big men that are empowered and aren't just living by the physicality of their balls and their dick for living by the emotional maturity and the strength of who they are inside because it's so much deeper than physical. 
It's so much deeper than just even mental. There is a heart aspect. There is a heart at war right now. You have the choice. You decide what you want to do. You can decide, I'm just, I'm not going to take responsibility. She fucked up. She's the one that did this. I talk to guys like that all the time. I hang up on them. I'm like, sorry, bro. I can't help you. Because it ain't about her. It ain't about what the fuck she did. It's about you. You're, you're talking to me. You're in this group because you. It's you. It's you. You're the one. Not her. Not what she did. I don't care about what she did. What I care about is you. Who are you becoming right now? Ask yourself that. Who am I becoming right now? Who am I going to be in three months? Who am I going to be in six months? Who am I going to be in five years? Who am I going to be in five years? That's what this is about, dude. Because we have no idea whether or not your marriage can be saved. We have no idea whether or not your girlfriend's going to come back, your wife's going to come back. We have no idea what's going to happen. What we do know is going to happen is you're probably going to keep living regardless. You're probably going to have a second life, if you will. And sometimes, guys, that second life can be better than the first. I'm a big believer in that. Not that I want your marriage to end. Not that I want it to be all over. But what I, what I think is that sometimes this is just preseason. That the first marriage or the first thing that you go to is just the preseason for the warm-up, for the big thing, for the real thing that may be coming next. I don't want it to be that way. God, I wish every marriage could be saved. I really do. I really wish every marriage could be restored. I wish every person wouldn't have mental illness. I wish none of us would cheat on our spouses. I wish none of those things would happen. I wish kids wouldn't have to experience the trauma of divorce. But you know what? They do. And you know what? They make it. They make it. They make it. They make it. You own your shit and they see that. I'm telling you guys, they see that. It don't matter what she's doing. Don't matter if she's still cheating. Don't matter if she's now living with the guy that she cheated on you with. Doesn't matter. The fact is you own your shit. You become the best father you can be. And those kids will remember it. They will see it. And that is for damn certain. But guys, take responsibility. Own your shit. Focus on these three things. How you fail to maintain trust. How you fail to emotionally connect. And how you fail to create a safe environment for your wife to be free in. All right, guys. Happy Friday. Talk to you soon. Make sure you go implement some of the things we just talked about today and stay tuned for the next episode. Hey, if what you heard today really resonated with you and you want to connect with me, then here's what I want you to do. Pull out your phone right now and go to empoweredman.co slash group. That's empoweredman.co, not com, .co slash group. So you can join our free Facebook group and connect with me there. We also have a ton of free content and trainings in that group to help you when you join. So until then, this is Mark signing off on Empowered AF.